All right, welcome back to the Every Nation Campus Leadership Podcast. And we are on our continuing our mini series about tensions. And for those of you who missed the first episode, we're taking this time to have a conversation about leadership stuff because the vast majority uh, of, I don't have an exact percentage, but the vast majority of leadership decisions often are, are judgment calls. They're not strictly adhering to one rule or another or following a series of steps, but they're, they're judgment calls. It depends on, like we discussed in the first uh, few episodes of this podcast, on you, on your context, on the team that you're with. And so I'm grateful for this opportunity to converse with Jello and Chriselle, who are joining me again, um, so we can explore these concepts. Uh, and, and like we did last time, we realized that, yes, there are general truths, but how we apply it is very individual and very unique to each person. And I hope that that inspires you as well to consider your context and to know that how you apply things matters uh, more than just um, uh, mindless rule adherence. Uh, Jello, Chriselle, uh, good evening. Thank you for making the time to record with me today. Good evening, Pastor Joe. Good evening, Jello. Hi, Chriselle. Hi, Pastor Joe. Nice to be back here. Yeah. How are you guys doing? So for those of you who are listening, I don't know whenever, but we just had a big storm blow over recently. Um, how, were, how, how did it affect you guys? Chriselle, how was it over where you are? Well, I'm in Metro Manila. It didn't have much an effect here in the area. Namin. I, I guess there were just strong winds in yeah. the beginning, but it was mostly calm. Yeah. So there's no effect here in our area. Nice. You Jello. Some we braced for big impact, pero thankfully when it reached Cavite, mas humina na siya, kasi marami na siyang pinagdaanan. And according din sa data ng pag-asa, parang nalihis ng konte yung direction niya. So mm. instead of a direct hit uh, sa Cavite, hindi na siya tumama ng ganon. But yung mga kasama natin sa South Luzon, especially yung Bicol region, they were really hardly hit. Not just by the winds, pero even yung lahar from Mayon. Oh wow. Wow, I didn't realize that. I, I was talking to um, some of our regional directors earlier today and kahit sa Batanga City, raw, yung ambilis raw ng, ano, ng baha. So for us personally, we were generally fine, but we have um, a small balcony in our house, like a, a part that, that juts out. Pinabubungan namin yun dati. And that roof, that plastic roof got blown off by the wind. So um, it wasn't blown completely off. So while it was raining and the plastic was flapping up and down, I went up there with uh, the houseboy next door with a hammer and we just took it all down. So yeah, so that was our mini adventure. Anyway, we're talking today about tensions. Last week, we talked about whether we'd rather be feared or loved, like we quoted from Michael Scott, or is it better to be liked or to be respected by your team? And we talked about the tension of both. And today we're going to talk about another tension that every leader has to wrestle with. And like last week, every leader might have their own, um, what do you call that, biases, their own uh, pre, uh, you know, preset notions or, or, or preferences to these things. But leadership requires us to maintain the tension of both. And today we're talking about task focus be, or people focused. Um, someone who gets the job done or someone who cares about the team. Um, quick survey lang uh, with the two of you. <laughs> Which one would you say you, you're more prone to? Uh, let's start with you, Chriselle. 
Do I have a guess? <laughs> um, I was just thinking about it then when, when I learned about the topic. I guess I lean on the task focus. Pero parang ganito, um, because I have a tendency to think about what people will think. May ganun din ako minsan. Okay, okay. I tend to think on the task myself. Like, I'm focused on getting the task done. Yun yung una ko may isip when there's an event or there's something. Pero because I'm also af- uh, even afraid, parang thinking na baka I put too, pressure, too much pressure on people. Kasi nga, medyo... Uh, especially during the times na feeling ko hindi ako masyadong relational or I think too much about the task, I tend to take the task on myself. Okay. Yun yung, yun yung nagiging problema. Not putting too much task on people, but the tendency then to veer away from um, delegating because I'm... Uh, Tinatry ko masyadong i-manage yung tension sa mind ko. But I guess right. nandun ako sa task most of the time. So by default, you're task-focused. But again, because of experience and because of Comments yeah. people have made, you overcompensate. Yep. So, parang, <laughs> I, so I don't have to deal with people um, and their feedback or pagod na ako or what. <laughs> I have the tendency, I, I have to admit, to take on the task primarily myself. Okay. Fair, fair. That that was my guess. Okay. So, <laughs> what about you, Jello? Sige, I'll let you guess. Pero ito yung mga clue. Ang MBTI ko is INTJ. And then my strengths finder are strategic, belief, <laughs> achiever, uh, connectedness, and uh, arranger. At saka input. Yan yung mga naglalaro sa akin. So, yeah. for those of you who are familiar with strengths finder, you would see na karamihan sa mga strengths ko ay nasa strategic thinking and execution. Isa lang yung ano ko, relational. So, yeah, that's it. Uh, and, I, and I know your MBTI because you and Carla, my wife, have the same MBTI. And I find that one fascinating, INTJ. Uh, it's very capable, very capable, um, very uh, conceited <laughs> in its <laughs> nature. It's so conceited. I thought mine was the most arrogant already, which is ENTJ. I didn't realize INTJ was like a different level of conceit because ENTJ is like, hey, you're different. Let me control you. You know, let me, that, that's the bad sense of it. Let me control you. Let me dominate you. INTJ is just like, oh, you idiot. Get away from me. Like, I, I have no time for, for people like this. Yes, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy. <laughs> hey, that's a good point. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Actually, that's an upcoming episode after this series um, of the leader's personality. And we'll talk about that. The leader's personality and how can you use it as a tool, but it's not your boss. Uh, so thank you, Jello, for reminding us that the fruit of the spirit supersedes your personality test. Well, uh, we probably should have gotten a more balanced group here because I think, you know, I don't need to ask you to guess. I'm, I'm definitely very task-focused also. Um, I just want to get it done, you know? And, um, and I appreciate, I appreciate the reminders and the people in my life who remind me to think about people who, and like you described, Chriselle, you've had people <laughs> do that to you already. Um, any memorable ones that you want to share? <laughs> well, na, I I minaalala ko na we had this team building. Okay. So, iba parang five dysfunctions and mm-hmm. they of feedback. And I one of the feedback sa akin was that um to not 
take on all of the tasks myself to okay. say no <laughs> say no to tasks um so you know if no one takes it i always feel that i have the responsibility to take it okay hindi ko alam kung bakit parang walang kukuha sige ako na so may tendency ako to do that and din nga sinasarili ko yung trabaho and people um often tell me to delegate to um as even when i was a volunteer hindi pa ako campus missionary i remember before delegate delegate and it's not i don't think it's because i don't think i don't trust people hindi naman siguro ganun it's just that i want to get things done fast and that's the, my tendency so i've learned ano along the way to really delegate to entrust things to people to not to not micromanage especially when i'm dealing with students i don't want them to feel that i don't trust them with tasks yeah so you know one thing na sobrang memorable and i and i um um pero i still have the tendency to take things on and i pero i enjoy it naman hindi naman ako nagko-complain i guess it's part of my personality or how i was brought up pero wala akong responsibility sa strength finder ko It's just the way I am. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Jello? Have you ever been corrected about caring more about people? Yup. And yung, yung wrong response ko kasi is usually I over-function. Uh, talagang sagad-sagad talaga yung ano ko, schedule ko hanggat kaya. And I only rest when I super badly need to. So, ano siya, bad pattern siya for me kasi prone talaga ako sa burnout. Yeah. And there was one time in 2018, nagsa-start ako nito sa enc.ph and Dave Estrera, our campus director in Green Hills, told me na, bro, you need to rest. And this is what I told him. Oo nga eh, I need to rest well in order for me to work well. Tapos natawa, parang sabi niya sa akin, bro, well, medyo tama naman, di ba? Kasi nga, rest well so that uh, you can you can work well. Pero sabi niya, bro, I I want you to rest so that you can enjoy life. <laughs> parang oh nga no, parang naisip ko even in resting ang nasa isip ko pa rin so I can work well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you rest for you. What's interesting is we I this wasn't in my notes but it all it sounds like what's coming up here is our natural tendency uh we project that to the people we lead. Right? So yes. both of you have described you tend to overwork So I wouldn't be surprised if unchecked you would over delegate and you'd be like well what are you complaining about I haven't slept what are you sleeping why why are you sleeping okay Chris I'll keep laughing okay and I, I'm the same way you know like um yeah over functioning not knowing when to say no and so when people start to rest, it's like huh and I remember even like having thoughts like uh you know cuz for those of you who aren't familiar with The church as an organization, we have things called sabbaticals, where someone will take a break either for for counseling because of all of the, well, really the, the junk that you've waded through in your life with ministry and with dealing with other people, or for personal training. And I used to think like sabbatical was like, wow, what was wrong with you? You know, what kind of um, uh, weak Christian were you that you needed a sabbatical? So like that, Jello, na rest is just another step towards work, not a thing to enjoy in itself. On the other hand, you know, there are people who care so much. I know it might be hard to imagine for the three of us, but there are people who care so much about people and the team and wanting the team to enjoy and wanting the team to relax without keeping in mind the job that needs to get done. And, and that's the tension that we're talking about. And honestly, we're going to 
we're going to answer this really quickly in this beginning point, and then we'll just spend the rest of the time exploring the questions or the ramifications or certain contexts that come up connected with it. And the, here's the thing. I wrote it down. A spirit-led leader will maintain the tensions of accomplishing the objective while developing the people. That's just the reality. As Christian leaders, I think that's one of the marks of Christian leadership, regardless of your industry, regardless of your organization, that we choose to accomplish the task while developing the people as Christians. We, we don't have the option as Christians to say, I will accomplish the task, tapos bahala na yung mga taong yan. Good luck na lang sa kanila. Now, we need to put boundaries there. But that doesn't mean I adopt them. That doesn't mean that now I'm suddenly running a charity. That if they're not doing their job, then I, don't, I still have to pay them. That's not developing them. But it also goes against the other extreme where um, I just use people. I just use people and then discard them when I'm done with them. And that's the challenge for us. And it might be helpful in our conversation today to look at the two extremes first and say, not that. And not that. The first one is an extreme task focusedness, which I think we can relate to. That's a person who'll get the job done no matter what, but in the process, leave body bags. You know, like there's wounded people, dead people, hurt people, burned out people, but you got the job done. I have so many stories like that in, in, in my leadership history. If I look back and I think, well, I got the job done, magagalit kami. Uh, one of the volunteers doesn't want to volunteer anymore, but I'm like, yeah, but you know, that's one person. Think of how many people I served in the event. That doesn't work. So that extreme is not Christ-like and it's not effective in our leadership. The other extreme though of, I don't care about production. I don't care about uh, accomplishing the goal. I care about my people. This is a challenge that we have to fight, especially in like a religious or nonprofit setting. Because in a business setting, in a for-profit setting, if you don't produce, the company shuts down. It's just done. There's no other way to do it. And that's why in that industry, people are really more prone to being task-oriented. They have to be. They don't have a choice. Their very survival depends on it. But in a nonprofit, in a religious organization, educational institution, and in a government institution, income is not always connected to production. It's not. You get it through taxes, you get it through donations, which is a whole new problem in itself. And maybe we can have a different episode on the podcast about that, the uniquenesses of leading uh, not-for-profit organizations where you need extra discipline to tying your promotion to achievement. But for those places, it's easy to think in terms of the team and the people and not in terms of output. You'll see this in government offices that are very loyal to their staff and very loyal to, their, to the, the, their employees, but not to the nation that they're supposed to serve. Alam mo pero pag Christmas party, masasaya mga yan. Tapos pag tinanong mo yung mga tauhan nila, kamus, ay, mahusay po na amo si ganyan. I like this boss. I like working for this boss. Well, yeah, because he takes care of you. The question is, do you get the job done? You see this also in churches where um, as pastors or ministers, we see our team as people we need to minister to only and not as people who are doing ministry with us. Both of these extremes are wrong. And here's the, the clue no, that, that will help us unlock it. 
Not, these are not just two tensions that we need to maintain. On the left hand, I'm holding on to the task. On the right hand, I'm holding on to the people. On the left hand, I'm accomplishing the objective. On the right hand, I'm developing the people. They're not just two tensions to maintain. They actually feed one another. When we see it as feeding one another, then we can find it. How so? Accomplishing the task. If it's the right task, and if it's done in a godly way, it's one of the most developing things I can do for the people I lead. And developing the people I lead, letting them rest, letting them have a full life, is one of the most powerful ways of accomplishing the task. If we can find a way to reconcile these two and not feel like these are two extremes and I almost feel like I have a split personality where I run from one end and then I run back to the other end, that's ineffective. That used to be my struggle. So <laughs> if last week we quoted The Office, do you know The Pink Panther with Steve Martin, the first one? Hamburger, you know, the, the one with Hamburger. And remember where Ponton, his, his assistant, suggests, he tells his assistant, I'm going to interrogate the soccer star and I'm going to use the good cop, bad cop treatment. Right? But it's the same guy. He's the same person being the good cop, bad cop. So he's really firm and like, you know, I'm going to lot in jail for the rest of your life. He leaves, he comes back a second later, and then he's super kind. Cigarette, I know it wasn't you. And it just, this bizarre, and I remember that because that's how I seemed to my team before. <laughs> so we would have meetings, and it's like, get the job done. I can't believe you all were late. You've wasted 10 minutes of my time and everybody else's time. Do you really respect God? You know, that, that's, I would be like that. And then at lunchtime, oh, so how are you? <laughs> How's life? How's your your was it mother or uncle? Someone was sick. Yung sobrang layo, sobrang forced. So hirap na hirap yung mga teammates kasi na parang Joe, halata naman, halata naman masyado. And that's because I was treating them like two ends of a spectrum. Na I can only get the job done at the expense of your development, but every once in a while I need to sacrifice the job and develop you. But when you see it as both that your development will help me get the job done. And us getting the job done is one of the best things for your development. Then there is a new conviction. Then there is a new power in your leadership because you apply it directly to people. When you assign a task, you're not guilty. You're not guilty. You're not tiptoeing because they're either going to take it or not take it. And if they take it and it's good for them, it's going to be great. You don't even owe them. You owe them a little bit, but you don't owe them too much for it because it was good for them also. On the other hand, when you give them a break, you're not in the back of your mind seething and frustrated. Oh my gosh, there they go again. Resting. How will we ever get the job done? No, that guy's going to come back. That woman's going to come back and she's going to be amazing when she comes back from this thing. The question is how do we maintain those tensions? But that's the clue already. Whenever we're torn between task-focused and people-focused, try to find the way that lets me do both. That helps me develop you and helps and helps us accomplish the task at the same time. Yeah. Any thoughts on that? Uh Jello and Chriselle. Um or ideas about it or questions that come to mind as a result. Siguro I'm more of um processing ideas. What really helped me was really um going back to why we did what we do. I think that, that really helps and really helped me a lot. Um, 
especially now, because the online setting has made it more difficult to yeah. have meetings. Um, then you see them on Zoom, sometimes they're still dead on cam, so you don't really see them. You feel, what's okay? Ba to? This, <laughs> as opposed to meeting them personally, somehow you, you can feel their body language. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's mostly chat, and you really have to pray to God to discern whether this person is okay or not. Yeah. Uh, so I guess the online, especially in our online setting, has made it more harder um, to really, um, parang uh, focus on people and tasks because sometimes it's the task is also different, na. Yeah. How yeah. But I guess what what really helps me is going back to why we do what we do. Reminding them of the calling, the vision, um, of of honoring God and making disciples. So honoring God is goes both ways. Yeah. You finishing the task well, honoring God in what you do, and resting as well. I mean, um, I try to lead by example to also show them that I rest. Mm-hmm. I take my Monday seriously, my Sabbath. I don't reply, and they know that. So it's really mirroring to students that I yes I do work a lot and I want to get things done but rest is also valuable and it is part of what what we are called to do and I um I guess that really helps them and and because we have this event for um the LSUCSB and Saints Co and I I feel sometimes the students are, are are they have so much to do with mm-hmm. the online and all of that. And I, I, ayoko ma-pressure sila masyado to the point na ma-breakdown sila, hindi na sila magparamdam. Hi yeah. sa mga students dyan, kung nakikinig kayo. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, I don't also want to treat them na fragile sila. Diba? Yeah. I know they've committed and I know they want to do this. But sometimes, mm-hmm. a simple reminder, guys, we're doing this for God. We're doing this to honor Him. And if at any point you feel that you can't do it anymore, you have to be open about it as well. So I guess that's what helps me. Um, even um, as a leader, I honor God by taking care of the flock that He has entrusted me with. And that's what motiv- That's what keeps me, you know, um, helps me manage the tension of, yes, task. Does this honor God? Does this honor God? Am I really advancing God's kingdom when I do this? So that's what helps me personally to not become just too task-focused. Crystal, that's excellent. You've actually given away the ending, and I love it. Because if we see these two things as polar opposites, then we'll always feel torn between them. And what we're trying to do in this podcast is to reconcile them. And you're right. It's not just a concept that reconciles them, but it's a person. It's God himself. If God, you know, it honors God to do the job. It also honors God to develop the people. So that should already give us a clue and some hope Now, Lord there must be a way that I can do these two things together and not have to choose between them. How about you, Jello? Any thoughts that come to mind? Yep, I have several thoughts. Yung na what I'm looking at, kasi parang I imagine it as, ano ba, as a quadrant. Okay. A quadrant where yung first quadrant is low trust, high accountability. Yeah. Group, no? Uh, low trust meaning mataas yung micromanaging. Yeah. Kaya mataas din yung, ano, yung challenge for accountability. Kailangan bantayan. Oo. Bantayan talaga. Uh, another quadrant is high trust pero low accountability. Mm-hmm. Another part of the quadrant. Meaning, uh, sobrang trusting naman nung leader dun sa team, hindi yeah. na binabantayan. Yeah. So, uh, at parang ako nga, mas nakikita ko yung sarili ko sa ganun eh, when working with, with peers. 
Yeah. Kasi mataas yung trust mo. Kilala ko kayo. I'm, I know you're mature and you're accountable to God. So, yun. Another part is yung low trust and low accountability. Wala na lang talagang pakailam. Parang, <laughs> uh, wala na accountability. Pero, ano din, wala rin namang tiwala sa isa't isa. Na, oh, oh, oh. Toxic na lang. Ganun yung, yung work environment. Kasi hindi na-build yung ganong open relationship. What we want is yung high trust, pero high accountability. Yeah. Uh, both both aspects are, are high. Pero, yun kasi yung ideal world eh. Mm. <laughs> And we don't live in the ideal world. Uh, yeah. Every person has issues. Uh, the leader has issues and the members, yeah. they also have they also have issues. Siguro, the question is, how should a leader determine uh, when to step it up a notch? Yo. When it comes to Uh, challenging the team. Yeah. Uh, yun, challenging the team to level up or calling, parang calling accountability. Uh, parang yun, yung asking for accountability from people or trusting na, ah, baka kasi ano lang, may nangyari lang. When, or, when do you lighten uh, up naman? Diba? Yes, when do you uh-oh. come down harder and get more production from them? And when do you lighten uh, up and loosen up? Oh, I love that. That's really where the rubber meets the road. That's really the person who can answer that well in every situation is a perfect leader. You know, <laughs> the one who can read their team. Uh, and you're gonna get it wrong. Like I get it wrong so many times, and uh, and that's fine. You know, you learn that way, and you don't have to no man stick to your decision if it's proven wrong. You can apologize or say or or take it back. Siguro a, a few things before we get to that. Um. Yung mindset kasi natin na if I give my team a break is not bad. And I think we're, we're, we can accept that. Eh, na it's not bad for work if I give them a break because they'll, they'll come back and, and they'll do a better job. Uh, and it's good for them also. The other mindset though that I find that very often people struggle with is the idea that work is also good for your team member. And it will help them develop And so I, like, like you said, Griselle, you don't want to baby people too much. I believe part of where that's coming from is because you believe, now look, I believe what, what you're capable of. I know you can do better than this. And, 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 and we've all felt this feeling of having achieved something and knowing the joy of that. You know, you might have been exhausted. You might, have, you might need rest. You might be like borderline getting sick. They are already sick. But... That it feels good to achieve something. And that's part of the, the goal. That's something my dad taught me in leadership very young. Because I asked him before, Pop, how can you even fire people? Because sometimes he would have to for work. And I would say, how can you fire people? Don't you feel bad for them? And he, here's what he said. Sabinia Joseph, every person has been designed by God to do work in some way or another. That's one of the most fulfilling things for a human being to be contributing, to be carrying weight and helping something. So when I correct people or if I really have to fire them, in my mind, I'm thinking this person deserves to be in a place where they can be at their best. And if this is not that place, I don't want to keep them here longer than they should be here. I want to help them get to that place. And that helped me a lot, whether it was training staff or transferring them to a different department or team or part of the team or even terminating them completely. 
Uh, or even same thing with volunteers or students. You like working with them, but you're like, if they're not able to give their best here, then let's find a place where they can give their best. It's not giving up on them. It's not completely throwing them into the wolves. No, you can just keep the relationship going. But it's good for you eh, to work well. So if you're not working well, and I don't comment, and I don't correct, and I don't hold you accountable, I am not doing good to you. I am hurting you. I am hurting your future and as well as the other people on the team. Siguro, Jello, when, when we ask, how do we know <laughs> which is which? Honestly, there's no rule. It's really going to be a judgment call thing. But here are some things that we need to check as leaders. Number one, let's check ourselves. Because we have tendencies, eh, right? So like, trying that law, Aminado na tayo na sobrang task-focused tayo. Alam mo na yon. So bago ka pa tumalon at mag-correct agad, sandali lang, ha? alam ko kung nasan ako eh. Generally in my life, I like to have, um, I call them my waypoints. Like I have my markers in my life. I'll have a person who is in one extreme and I'll have another person who's another extreme. So as long as I can find myself in between the two of them, I know I'm generally safe. But if I'm already beyond one of my extreme persons, I must be so totally lost. So if you remember before in ENC, uh, we had Dan Monterde and CJ Nunag in the national office. So when it came to people-orientedness, and, and they both do both, okay? I'm not saying that either one of them is a caricature. But in general, CJ was, the, was first to think of people. And Dan was for always thought about, about task first. So I would sound out, nasa na ba si CJ? Pang. Nasa na ba si Dan? Pang. So pag si CJ sinabi niya, actually Joe, kaya, kailangan niya ma-push pa yung taong yan eh. Uy, si CJ na yon. So, <laughs> kailangan niya talagang ma-push na siya. Or minsan si Dan naman magsasabi na, actually Joe, pagod na kami. Wow, napagod si Dan. So, uh, number one is knowing yourself and your own tendencies. And then secondly, knowing your team. Looking at your team. And, and well, this is going to take a while, no? but when it comes to the high accountability thing, I, I totally believe that. I believe we should hold people accountable. But here's what every, every team building book says. The right people will want to be held accountable. Eh? A person who doesn't want to be held accountable, you probably don't want that person on your team. And that's why I think the word team is different from like a church, you know, or our youth group, our campus ministry, because that's open to everyone. I would love as many people as possible to get into those things. But a team, someone I entrust, someone I work with, someone who I expect to deliver, that's, I have to choose that. I, I'm very choosy about that. So, kung alam mo kasi na ganun yung mga katrabaho mo, madaling bigyan ng pahinga. It's easy to give them rest. It's easy to give them treats and empowerment because you know they're just gonna take that and bring it back into, ano. Now, this one, yeah, is even easier. You're the one telling them, go home, stay home, don't do anything. Um, Ahira and I talk about you a lot this way, Jello. <laughs> we talk about your workload a lot. It's like, look, this guy's gonna keep doing it. Okay, so, that's easier to do than pulling someone up. 
if you find yourself always pulling people up, you've got to ask yourself why. And maybe, maybe this is your, I, I don't know what the term is, development team in the NBA, where these are not full-fledged NBA players with contracts, with all the treatment. These are people who might get there one day. And so you're giving them that chance. That's fine. If you've got a development team and you're working with them and let's see how committed these people are, that's fine. But just know that that's a development team. That's not your full-fledged team yet. Young. Does that make sense? Does that sound too strict? Too harsh? It's difficult to say because we're pareho tayo ng inclination. <laughs> yeah, we don't have waypoints right now. We need, we, need, we need other people here who are like, well, how could you say that? <laughs> But that's what makes a team different from a barcade. Uh, a team is not a barcada. And that's why I love my barcada, because I don't need to produce. <laughs> I don't have a barcada. But if I had one, I would love it. <laughs> but um, uh, that's why you like friends, Deba. But a team is different. Eh? And you are not a leader of a club, you are a leader of a team. And one of the best things you can do for people is to make them part of a high-capacity team where they feel that joy of, of helping, of serving, of producing, of stretching. These are priceless gifts. You've felt that, you know, uh, whether in campus ministry or in school or in previous uh, jobs. You've felt that and you've been grateful for people who've given you that opportunity. And you can be that leader who gives that opportunity to others also. Yeah, this, mo- this morning I was talking with my team. Yung sa weekly huddle namin sa uh, local campus ministry in Imus. Okay. And we were talking about, we actually discussed your podcast episode about the leader's freedom. Okay. And we zeroed in on the fifth one, the freedom to rest. Yeah, because <laughs> I collectively as a team, we are high in execution. I mean, yeah. we are three in the team. Uh, tapos ano sobrang stretch talaga. Yeah, and I, I told them, you know, sometimes uh, we need to guard ourselves in this way, especially me, because uh, like you said kanina, no, we tend to project mm-hmm. that to to the people that we lead. Uh, I see that a lot in myself. Uh, first is. Parang the way we lead kasi ourselves, the way we lead ourselves, our self-leadership uh, directly affects or is reflected in the way that we lead other people. Oh, yeah. So, diba, when when I lead myself in such a way that I don't have so much margin to rest or I beat myself up to, uh, to produce results, my tendency is to expect that. Uh, from other people. From, my, from yeah. other people, from my teammates. And if I'm not cautious about it, burn out sila kasi you know yung sila rin may hiya sila magpahinga kasi makikita nila yung nag, yung leader nila hindi nga siya nagpapahinga eh <laughs> di ba yeah, so yeah. Even, even if they won't uh, resent me from doing uh, for doing it meron silang ganung mararamdaman di ba they could feel that way na shucks dapat ako din kasi yeah yeah <laughs> so yun yun yung isa sa mga uh, one of the pit pitfalls of being a task-oriented leader is that um, channeling that out to other people. Yeah. So we need to guard it. Yeah, and, and that's why you need yeah, different kinds of people on your team. 
So, yun, I, I was, I'm always grateful for the people-oriented ones on my team. Even though they tend to drive me nuts because I'm like, oh, there you go again, you're bleeding heart. Parang ganun. But I need that eh. Kasi I don't hear enough of that voice in my own head. So I need it in people around me. But another, another thing then, Pastor Joy, is sometimes we task-oriented people tend to be biased against ourselves naman. Na we swing towards the extreme na baka masyado ko naman silang pinapagod o baka masyado naman akong hard <laughs> like sa Like Chriselle earlier. Yeah, yeah. Oo. So, kapag ka may pinagdadaanan, sige, magpahinga ka na. So, parang uh, in, some cer- in certain instances or circumstances, ang nangyayari is, sige, let's slow down. Uh, let's set aside that uh, project for now. Mas yeah. mahalaga kayo. Mas mahalaga yung nararamdaman nyo. At the yeah, moment. yeah. Yeah. When do we know when and to slow down? And That's where the tension <coughs> is you, the leader, your team, and then your goal. You have to keep your eye on your goal. And you always have to, like, am I accomplishing the goal? And that's what's difficult, honestly, with the sectors I mentioned, education, religion, uh, politics, non- non-profit, because our goals are not as tangible. Diba? So it's not like, if, if I have a one-hour meeting today instead of a two-hour meeting one, how does that translate into actual souls saved, people discipled, leaders raised? How much percentage of the kingdom of God is brought on earth as it is in heaven? I mean, you, there's no number for that. Eh? We need to estimate that or we need to guess as much as possible. But my point is you must try to approximate, even though it resists measurement, a measurement towards a goal. Now, wait a minute. This isn't good anymore. This isn't a healthy way of living. This isn't a healthy way of of being na nagiging club na lang tayo that exists for itself only without thinking of the people around us. Siguro ano, um, one thing kasi that leaders get wrong, that I tend to get wrong is the capacity of my team. I'll often, yun nga, Jello, in the, one of the projects we're in, diba? let's swallow the elephant. Diba? Parang ganun na ganun yung mindset ko. And uh, you learn. You learn along the way. People will get burned out. Um, that's my personal style. I don't know how other people do it. I think other people are more intuitive about that. They're more sensitive to people's feelings. So they can tell right away. They can set the right obstacle, uh, objective. But for me, what's helped the most is having like built-in markers along the way. So I have my waypoints. I have the people who I consult or I check. Na, okay, if this guy is burned out, we must be doing too much, diba? Or if she's, if she's becoming masungit, then we must be doing too much. On the other hand, I do checks along the way. And siguro the checks help a lot. You're checking if, are people still joyful at their work? That's what you want, eh? You know, you know that, that, that feeling of a team that's, you know, that expression humming along? You know, like, it, it's like a machine that's, that's vibrating or moving at the right pace for that machine. It's not too much. It's not too little. It's, mm, you got this nice sound to it. I love when you can feel your team is like that. Eh? Na, uy, they're, they're joyful. And Chriselle, you made a good point. Na, it's hard to do that now with the pandemic because you don't get to see each other. But for me, as a team leader, that's what I check on often. Are they still joyful about the project? Are they still happy? Can they see the point? Or are they just like, tapusin na lang natin to para matapos na. That's what I'm checking for. If you see some frayed edges here and there, some snaps, some dropouts, some drops in performance, 
you know, you might call your attention to it or you might wait. Baka naman it's not going to be a pattern. Kailangan lang matulog ng taong yan. Tapos babalik na siya, okay na siya ulit. You let them rest and then they're going to be fine. Or sometimes it becomes a pattern. Then you begin to think, okay, is it that person or is it the whole thing? Do I need to resource that person some more? Do I need to help that person? Should I sit them down? And I think being honest with your team members about that is very helpful. Um, that's one of the challenges. With what, that's why you want to choose people you can be vulnerable with. Because as a leader, you can be vulnerable. Eh? You can say, Jello, let's be honest. Like, like you, Jello. We had a project recently that we discussed. And so I, I laid all my cards on the table to you. I'm like, Jello, here's what I'm thinking. I think you'd be perfect for this project. But if you take it and you tell me you're going to give up the two more important things you're doing now, then I don't want to give it to you. Where are you on that thing? And you were like, yeah, I see it. I see the point and I can totally do it. But you're right. I will drop the other things that you've been asking me to do. Ah, okay, tamana, tamana. That's great when you can be that vulnerable with your team. If not, uh, then you're going to learn by trial and error. <laughs> I think another question then is, medyo kailangan ng wisdom dito or discernment, no? Yung, is it me or is it, or is it that person? Mm. Diba? Kasi yeah. sometimes there's gonna be some yeah, necessary yeah. stretching. Yeah. Uh, as, as leaders, diba, we apply healthy pressure to develop people. We need to apply uh, challenges so that they would be stretched beyond their current uh, capabilities. Yeah. Pero is it always the leader's fault when people feel burnt out or when they feel no joy anymore because the leader is overworking them? Diba? How, do, how, do, how can the leader know na, wait, okay lang ako. Hindi, hindi ako to. I think this person na yun, maybe it's a character yeah. issue or uh, a faith issue or whatever. That's a good point. That's a good question. And let me rephrase it just a tad. And we'll, I'll see, you'll see why. No? If we say kasi that it's not me, it's you, it's not you, it's me. If we, come, if we talk that way, what happens is it becomes I should change or you should change. And if it's all you, then I just keep going the way I'm going. That is not a loving or actually very useful or successful way of leading as we learned nga in family systems theory, in leading in anxious times in this series, it's usually both parties have a part to play. That there's something about me that's making you anxious, but there's also something about you that's responding very anxiously. Right. So as a leader, don't look for that answer. Because if we look for that, then the next step is, ah, so I don't have to change. I'm fine. No, you can still adjust. But also know that the other person has a part to play. But does that make sense? So I get what you're saying though, Jello, that should I tone down the workload because this person is complaining again? What if the person yeah. is just complaining? Well, here's, here's my response to that. Um, there have been times that I've asked my teams to, to suck it up and keep going. There have been times like that. Like, look, guys, I'm really sorry, but we got to finish this job. And those kinds of times are are few and far between, ideally. Well, you can tell me, Jello and Chriselle, if I do that to you a lot. <laughs> but ideally, it's few and far between because you tend to, you're almost overriding the will and the 
independent thinking of your team member. And I don't like doing that because I want you at your best. I want you thinking as independently as you can, but using that independent thinking towards our common goal. So I don't like to keep overriding that in my people. If I do that, then uh, I'm turning them into to robots. And then the skilled ones will leave and the ones who don't feel like they have no place to go will only comply. So yes, there are times I've done that. And there are times a leader will be called to do that. But hopefully it's not that much. Hopefully it's not that much. And then what I always do is when, for example, there have been times that I've toned down. That I'm like, ah, okay, hindi nila kaya. Sige, hina, hina, lang. After that, I process with myself and maybe a, a mentor or a friend. And I'll be like, did I really give too much? Or, which, is, which, is, which has happened, I have given too much. Or, am I working with people who have maxed out their capacity already? And I want more. You understand? And there's nothing wrong with that. But how you go about getting more is the question. You can develop them and build them so that they can actually produce more. Yeah. Or you can get other people in the team who produce more and then these people will be infected by that new spirit and then they'll, they'll produce more as well. So what's helpful for me isn't getting it right every time from the beginning, but evaluating, hmm, because whether or not I was right or wrong, the fact remains my team couldn't do it. Does that make sense? So it's not even a question of, well, I was fine in making that request. Even if I was fine, if they couldn't, then they couldn't, bottom line. That's all I can deal with. I can't deal with, well, I was fine. On principle, I was fine. You all are just bratty. Eh, sila yung team mo eh. Kung hindi nila kaya, hindi nila kaya. Kung dito ka lang, hanggang dito ka lang, tanggapin mo yon. Napagalingin mo sila, kumuha ka ng bagong talent para mas mataas yung mabibigay mo. Yun. Yeah. Ito, Pastor Joe, I... I Yep, I have a question for you. As a pastor and as <laughs> director. <laughs> yes, that's a good question. Yeah, how do you balance that? Because you're not just a director who directs things and expects people to produce results. Yeah. You're also a pastor, but yeah. you're, you're also supposed to take care of people's well-being and yeah. Direction in life. I saw Chriselle nod when you brought that up. Is that something you wrestle with also, Chriselle? Um, siguro po, um, add ko lang din sa sinabi ni Pastor Joe while you were saying that para I also felt yung tension eh. Um, yung dahil nga high task, may mga times na you're nasasabihan ka rin or people tend to, well, di ka masiguro complain but voice out. One thing I do talaga is yun nga, bilang ministers, and I work primarily with students. Wala naman akong nililid talaga na peers or, or team na kasing edad ko. Yeah. Students primarily. It's one thing I check is also their pattern of behavior. Mm-hmm. Uh, yung, um, titingan ko kung ganito ba sila consistently. So, okay, mukhang, ano, mukhang hindi mag-work yung strategy ko with some people. I have to adjust on this. Well, sa transfer ko naman, I have high adaptability. So, I can adapt with different people. So, one thing na I do with people who tend to um, complain a lot is ano, more of asking them, what do you think we should do? Ikaw ba? Kung ikaw yung gagawa, paano mo gagawin? I always get them to tell me um, parang, this is how I see it, ganyan, ganyan. and hold them accountable to that. Yeah. Um, one of the things talaga when I form a team or start a team is I start off saying that 
Um, ito yung mga expectations ko. And if at any point, they cannot do it, or it's fine. But, ang, ang ano ko sa kanila, please tell me ahead of time. Ganun ako lagi. Every time we start an event or ano. Because I want them to feel that it's okay to say no. Pero wag last minute. Yeah. Yung point na everyone else will be um, discomforted because of you. And if already committed to it eh. Diba? So I always get their commitment. I tell them my expectations and leave room for them to make mistakes and tell me that they can't do it. But always at an earlier time. And you know that coming from our talk last time, yung sa vulnerability and all of those things. Parang one thing that I try to build with students is yung trust talaga that they yeah. can me and tell me that they would. I I hope I don't make them feel na parang ay hindi ko pa kay Ate Cresel to. Dahil kailangan pa nilang dumaan. Malalaman ko na lang like in the past. Malalaman ko na lang through a friend, through someone. I think over time I've learned and I've somehow developed trust with a lot of students. That's why they can go to me at any point if they need rest. Pero at, I think one thing of helping in the beginning is setting expectations na. And that really helps the team think about it. And yung maganda, they hold themselves accountable. Yeah. They hold yeah. Themselves accountable. Na parang, di ba sinabi na ni Ate <laughs> I see that in them. Na sila sila na mismo. And so when you empower them to the level that they can hold each other accountable as well. It really um, helps me as a campus missionary that I need lang ako yung bad cop na parang yeah. but it's good when you have the team members working together. And when you set the vision naman and direction and the team gets it, I believe na pati sila, sobrang kahit pagod sila, nakikita mo na ikaw na yung mismo magsasabi na guys, stop muna. Rest muna tayo. And that's the kind of team na we hope we always have, di ba? Na ikaw na yung nagsasabi as yeah. a stop na, rest naman tayo. Pero I think it really comes through um, yun nga, building trust within the team and discernment yun nga, as, yung, even as we pastor them, as we help them to discern whether baka kailangan pa natin i-push. I remember nung hindi pa full-time volunteer ako and they would really give me big events. So parang iniisip ko, bakit nila ako ine-entrust dito? Or tingin ba nila kaya ko talaga? It really helped me grow and it really helped me come to the point na naging sure ako na ito talaga yung calling, campus ministry, ganyan. And so, especially with people, I feel that have a calling towards the full-time ministry. Hello, alam niyo ako sino kayo. <laughs> parang may certain, ano rin ako, parang, um, syempre, discerning din, pero push in that direction. Na, you know what? You can do more than what you think that you can do. You're capable. But if at any point, you can't do it, just tell me. So, ganun, building that helps. I like what you described, Chriselle, and I think that's one of the things that we can even give as a gift to the students we lead and disciple, that they're part of a team and they get to practice that kind of accountability, even as students. And, you know, there's thousands of them throughout our, our history who have been thankful, who have said, nah, you know what, I learned uh, how to lead, I learned how to work with people, I learned how to adjust to different personalities, I learned how to get the job done without burning bridges. Um, through through this campus ministry, you know, and that's one of the best gifts we can give. Jello, what you describe is a tricky thing, talaga. Uh, so for the ministers who are listening, whether it's campus or pastors, totoo yon na yung tension of boss versus pastor. And I've seen both sides, both extremes. No, one is pastoring too much the people who you should be leading. And this isn't a charity, you know. They're supposed to be getting the job done. My dad's expression as a pastor was, 
look, if you're working in Starbucks, you're not the first one sitting in the on the <laughs> on the sofas drinking the coffee. You're a barista. Are you a barista or are you a customer? Yun yung sinasabi ng dad ko. On the other hand, you have the other extreme of people who um, they're all just boss. Na every credibility or all the care, the compassion as a pastor is just gone. It's like, wow, boss ka lang talaga. Like the person on stage is different from the person in the meeting room. Um, yeah, I've definitely felt that tension. And one way that I've uh, navigated it is I need to know what's the primary, like what's my primary role in this person's life. Uh, if I'm primarily their pastor, then if we can work together, great. But I don't want to put too much weight on that. You know what I mean? Like put too much weight. So I, I, w- I will not, I know, I, I'm not fond of crossing lines. I don't like working with family. I don't like, um, every once in a while I'll make an exception, but that's an exception, not the rule. And I'm, I can't wait for it to be over. <laughs> Because I want to be back to the primary relationship. Eh. Kung asawa kita, asawa kita. Kung kapatid kita, kapatid kita. Kung ka-church kita, ka-church kita. Kung katrabaho kita, o doon tayo mag-focus. So with the people I, I work with um, in ENC, uh, I'm not their pastor. I'm not. Uh, I'm glad that they have pastors. And I will minister to them. And part of it rin kasi is you gotta see what are people willing to give you eh. Not everyone wants you to be their pastor. They're just happy to have you as a boss. So, okay, then, then I'll, I'll be a boss. But then I'll be a boss who pastors you. Alam mo yun, kumbaga major ko, boss, minor ko, yung, <laughs> yung pagkikare para sa kalagayan mo. I've seen this also in the business world where there are CEOs or managers who think they're pastors more than they are CEOs and managers. And it, it, it confuses their team. They suddenly mandate uh, Bible studies. They suddenly mandate uh, prayer meetings and worship services. That's not bad. I think that's great if you can do that, if it works. But the bad parts, when it comes at the expense of supervising and leading your team well, and they're like, now it seems like to get promoted here, I have to start going to your church. That's crossing boundaries there. So I think it helps to know what's the primary relationship here, Batalaga. And then you can minor in the other one, and that would be good. Right? If you're a boss, at a company, more a Christian boss isn't just prayer meetings or Bible studies. If you can do that, great. But if you can't, if you do your job well, you promote fairly, you have compassion on your employees, and you help them be the best they can be so you can serve uh, the, the world with your products and services, I think that's a Christian boss. That's an excellent Christian boss. So, yeah. The struggle is real between the two. Na, do I care about the people or do I care about the task more? Ikaw, Jello, when have you wrestled with this? When? A lot. Uh, every time. <laughs> it's a cause of... Uh, it's a question to me kasi as campus director. No? Sa enc.ph team, I'm not their pastor. So... Yeah. Madali lang uh, Pero when you're working with with fellow campus missionaries on the ground, uh, sobrang thin nung line eh. Yeah. Yung spiritual leadership and directing and driving results. So, minsan, I just, I just have to suck it up and swallow that bitter pill and say, sorry, kailan talagang mag-drive results eh. And if you need pastoring or if you need uh, advice or counseling, go find someone else. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> genius. 
that's genius, Jello, because that's a lot of, diba we call that in church multiple anchor discipleship. Yeah. And that's one of the most useful things we've got. Now, go talk to someone else. I, I'm here for you as much as I can be, but I can't do everything. You know, I can't do everything for you. So go talk to someone else and and I'll and let me know how it goes. You know, so yeah, I've it, had conversations like that with team members where it was like, Hi, how are you? Your behavior is unacceptable. Uh, this needs to change. I cannot tolerate this in the team. You're toxic to the whole team and to yourself. Now, and then sometimes ah, oh, childhood issues or whatever, something I'm going through right now. Wow, that's significant. What if I give you a break for the rest of the week? You go figure that out. Go talk to whoever. Mm-hmm. Who's, your, who's your mentor? Who's your friend you can talk about? Get back to me next week. Would, would that be okay? Yeah, and I also encourage them to annoy, to be part of a victory group or be discipled by someone. Yeah, yeah. So, yung ano lang din, I always secure them lang din dun sa part na. I know that at times you'd rant about me <laughs> to other people, and that's okay. You're okay with it. Uh, yes, I know, yeah, yes. uh, that's okay. Kasi we can't always talk openly about one another, especially pagka may mga projects tayong kailangan gawin and... I, I'm sure merong copy yung vulnerability natin even though we're friends and we're good friends and we're co-workers. I'm sure there are times that you would have to talk to somebody. Yeah. Uh, kasi ako yung cause no, ano yun, no stress ninyo in life and that's okay. Yeah. So, yeah. It should be said though that there may be people listening, not there may be, I'm sure there are people listening who can probably lead teams like they're one big happy family. You know, and and, and that's great. You know, like Jello said, He's INTJ, I'm ENTJ. Uh, and one of the commonalities between us, we like our boundaries. <laughs> we like you're over there, I'm over here, and I can wave at you from behind my boundary, and we are quite happy with that setup. <laughs> so if you're a leader who can do that, great. Thank you. I'm, I'm sure your team benefits from doing that. Point of curiosity, Chriselle, what is your MBTI? Remember. <laughs> you can't remember. Yeah, I don't think masyado namin ginagamit or sinasabi sa Malate. So I don't remember. It's funny. It's it's one of the most funny uh, personality tests that I can uh, relate to. Yeah, I guess that's it. So again, task-oriented, people-oriented, a leader cannot be driven by our personality. We must be driven with an eye to the team and an eye to the goal. And like Rizal said, that's reconciled in our God. What is God asking me to do? And he will speak to us. He will speak to us about um, which team members uh, are, are ripe for bigger challenges and which ones should probably take a break. And once we've gotten those two extremes out of the way, then the Holy Spirit will guide us. And team and community and errors will help us figure out where's the right place to fall. And the right way to look at it isn't that these two things are mutually exclusive, but to ask ourselves, Lord, how can I do both? How can we get the job done and get that person to where they're supposed to be? The leader who does that will always have an impact and honestly will not run out of people who are willing to work with them because it's fruitful, it's satisfying, and it's developing us personally as well. Yeah. That's it. Any last statements, Jello, Griselle, before we go? Anything you want to add? So, for me, uh, 
think it's just good to remember that as leaders, we're called to launch people mm. towards their calling and destiny in life. Part of that is taking care of their well-being and developing them to be competent workers yeah. uh, in whatever field they may be in. For task-oriented people, it's good to ask, what's driving your desire to produce results? Ooh, wow. Uh, if it's coming from a good place and a good posture of the heart, then you know, it's, yeah, it, it's good. But passion and performance addiction can actually look like the same thing on the surface. Eh? Yep, so yep. It's really good to have a heart check. Is that still God asking you to do that? <laughs> yeah. Or is it self-centered desire already to produce results and to prove ourselves to other people? Good. For people-oriented people naman, uh, how can you use your people skill and your empathy to generate results? Because ultimately, results will benefit people. The yeah. people who work towards that result and the people who will benefit from the results of the team. So, yeah, it's really growing towards becoming a leader that produces results and takes care of the people. So. Jello, I love that. And if I may even add, for the people-oriented people, uh, what is driving that? You know, is it genuine love for per people? It's not as simple as that. Eh? Sometimes it's a need to be liked. Sometimes it's a performance mentality. But in the level of performing is how people like me, approval addiction. Um, it's really funny. But in the leader's journey, there's that great section. If you remember that part, Jello, where they talk about two leaders. One is very task-oriented. The other one is very people-oriented. But both of them are coming from sinful anxiety. They're not coming from love for God and love for others. One drives and drives and drives to fill a compulsive need to produce. The other one wins and wins and wins and cares and cares and cares to fill a compulsive need to be liked. And both of them fail to get the job done. And both of them are thinking like, how could this have failed? I did my best in this one field. Yeah. Ikaw, Chriselle, any last thoughts? Any last people na gusto mong palinggan? Nakailang ka na eh. Siguro for people are task-oriented na like me who tend to take on the tasks themselves na medyo parang natatakot naman to go to an extreme of um, feeling nila na parang mahihirapan yung mga tao. Yun nga, it's good to, to think about it as well that um, yun nga, why the fear and at the same time to always have this in mind na we're giving opportunities for people to grow in their God-given skills and yeah, talents. Yeah. That if we take it on ourselves, it, we won't be able to raise leaders, diba? Parang one thing that I've learned in this ministry is that if you're indispensable as a leader, you're not doing it right. Yeah. It's all lead with the intention of leaving. And one thing that we want to see in our campus ministries are students who will grow and honor God in everything that they do. And part of it is giving them uh, tasks, giving them roles that they would really grow in their skill and calling. Yes, may hirapan sila along the way, but that builds resiliency, that builds tenacity. And all the more, it allows them to go to God. I, I, I believe yun yung isang bagay na makutunan ng mga students to find their strength in God and to really be discerning as well in their own lives. Ito ba talaga yung calling ni God sa akin? Diba? I think that's what really helps our students 
balancing is if we give them more things to do, but not just for the sake of doing it. It's really with the mindset of developing leaders, training them to be the best that they can be so that they will be also fruitful in that whatever respective fields that they would go to. But at the same time, trusting that God can help develop us to be discerning and to win the trust of people. Do naman maging people-oriented din tayo because um, as a campus mission, missionary, we're called to minister as well to our students to help see um, the God uh, hidden talents in all of them, diba? Parang to really call out destiny in their lives, their calling, to help build them up to the men and women that they can be. Actually, we just finished, we just finished um, a seminar called Diyos ng Bayan. Okay. It was really about um, parang helping students who to understand the balance uh, or, or the word when it comes to faith and governance. And one thing that you were really calling out there was, people, was students who would one day be part of government, one day be part of um, maybe become politicians. I don't know. And it, sobrang na-realize na, na ko lang nung time na yun na parang, oh nga no, when we do campus ministry, when we give them opportunities to serve God in the campus, it also opens their eyes to serve this nation. Totoo talaga yung when we change the campus, we change the world, we change our nation. And so parang it all the more gave me um, parang the, the desire to really raise more leaders. And knowing that when we do the task, when we do the task, when we do the work in the kingdom, it also builds up people who will be kingdom movers and nation changers. Nice. Thank you, Griselle. So with that, go lead. Uh, God bless you. Let the Holy Spirit guide you. And uh, remember, don't fall into either extreme of people or task-orientedness. Um, if God called you to lead, then he's also given you the grace to find a way to do both. Yeah. Lord Jesus, help us to lead whatever setting we're in the way you would have us lead, Lord. Help us to find you and not focus on just ourselves or our personalities or our compulsions to be liked or to do the job. But God, let us hear you and be guided by what you're saying in Jesus' name. Amen. So that's it for the ENC Leadership Podcast. This is the second Tensions episode. We'll discuss another tension uh, in the next one as well. Looking forward to that. Hope this is helpful for you. If you want to get the show notes, you can find them on encleaders.ph. If you, want to have, if you have questions, you can reach me, Joseph Bonifacio, at, at Campus Joe on Instagram. See you guys. Bye.